Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make your move, your hips, what's up and jink, girl? Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom. Sexy, slutty content for y'all. So buckle up, girlies. We got a wild ride ahead. I gotta, can I get a yeehaw? <laughs> Speaking of sexy content, on. Okay, I know what you're gonna say. Last week, girlies, if you know, you know. But if you don't know, get to fucking know. Because we, on our, uh, what's it called? <laughs> on our ex calls. I was like, on our podcast. On our, on our Patreon podcast. Yes. The podcast, our secondary podcast, where we... Secondary, that was the, the word I was looking for. Well, there you go. Two <laughs> brains is better than one. Am I right, girlies? Um, yeah, so obviously we have our Patreon podcast, which you sign up for. Mm-hmm. It's ex calls. It's an X-rated version of this podcast. And last week we had... A little known boo boo on so mm, answering your questions. Doherty, Evan Doherty, Doherty. <laughs> Evan Doherty. Um, he tried to convince me once he's loosely related to Pete Doherty, but apparently he did get the twenty one and me or twenty three and me done. And apparently there is a connection. Just throwing that out there, girls. But shoop, he, shoop, shoop, delang, delang. I'm down with that. Um, <laughs> but he came on our podcast uh, this week and answered all your questions that you've been dying to ask, lads. We've never had a straight man. It was our first straight male on the podcast. So we finally got one pinned down and we were like, what the fuck is up with ghosting, for example? Ghosting. What are you expecting in bed? Like all the, the, so the, the many things, things that you can never ask someone that you're romantically seeing. Definitely. Even Jenny is romantically seeing him, but like. <laughs> I was taking notes secretly. I was like, um, Sandra here wants to know. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we had a girl, Janie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember Janie bitch or Janie something? Janie bitch. Yeah, and it was like, the question was something like, uh, it was like, what the fuck is up with guys doing X, Y, and Z? It was like, oh, God. I, I was like, I shouldn't oh, have wrote Fanny. <laughs> Is there something you want to ask Boo personally? But there are some lit, like, sexy questions in there. And uh, go It actually listen. did click for me. A lot of, like, I was like, oh. Yeah. Well, duh. Me you too. Know? Or a lot of it, a lot of the time was a lot more simple than I thought. Exactly. Sometimes you just, and it's not as cutthroat. Yeah. You know, when you're being ghosted, sometimes you can feel like the most ugly, unattractive, uncool person ever. Mm-hmm. And it's not always that. So yeah, it was really interesting. So if you want to know what the straight lad, the straight brain is really thinking, sign up to our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash podcast. And you get and all the other episodes as well. Sexy as 
fuck and if you have any questions over this go on our Instagram on our IGTV I did an FAQ uh, video because there's loads of people whenever we get a lot of people signing up to Patreon people are like how do I listen how do I do this I did a video that answers all your questions and we also have a highlight on our Instagram page which goes into more depth so look at them first and if you're still confused shoot us a message but there, it's all listed It's all listed girlies It's like Netflix But for a podcast very, Yeah Very handy And there's a catalogue Of like we've talked about Nearly a year's worth Yeah It's like 50 episodes I think of X-Girls 45 or something Which is mental We have it a year in Next month Oh my god Oh my god um, So yeah Go on over there If you want um, We I always say If you if one episode a week Is just you're like Waiting for the next X-Girls X-Girls is your baby Yes You'll get uh, an extra episode every single week. Speaking of every week, this week we're back on the road. On the road again. We're going down to Cork for Cork Podcast Festival, which is sold out. Uh, thank you all. We're dying to see you all there. Uh, just remember, it's this Friday. It snuck up on me, the date. Oh my goodness, I know. I'm so, so excited to get back on that train. Dying for Cork. Cork was a gas time last time. Yeah. I think we're going to have to request some ushers for the audience this time, though, to shut you up. You're a oh, chatty. Yeah. Your chatty drinky girlies <laughs> We will call you out on stage Yes If you were ruining other people's nights Now that we're well honed comedians <laughs> There will be calling out We're down with call out culture And that's just the fucking <laughs> end of it Calling you out IRL Yeah um, So yes we are dying for that Get down to Cypress Avenue early Get well liquored up Have a nice night out with us And we'll Friday see you night. all Friday night Friday night oh. See you in the, the people's What's it the people's capital Isn't that what they call Cork is it the people's capital? Yeah, because it's like... Or the true capital. Well, that's what it means, I yeah, think. Yeah, okay. But anyway, girlies, Cork girls, you can tell us. Well, Let we loved know. Cork. I, I loved mean, Cork. We had fab Mexican food. Wouldn't mind popping into the old Corky BT, seeing what they have. The Cork... Oh, Brent Thomas. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at her. She's come up from the world. Oh, she's just <laughs> thrown that in there. I wouldn't mind popping into... Brian Thomas <laughs> Thomas <laughs> it's so, so Maybe by a lippy it's something your mad says in the Brian Thomas Thomas I know my mum calls Prosecco Prosecco Oh that kills And it kills me. me every time She's like get the Prosecco out So She's now like, we all call Prosecco. it Prosecco Prosecco I remember she said that on Luna's birthday And and, and Sarah was like <laughs> Lolling and she's like what It is Prosecco That's how you say it I know she will not Like it's Prosecco end of And now we all say it <laughs> And there's always an occasion for Prosecco. Like, we have it all the time. Like, Luna's birthday. Is there a need? I know. <laughs> Happy fifth birthday. Woo, turn up. Yeah. Um, so Let's this week... Turned. This week on It Gals, we are going to be talking about an It Gals story, to be honest. It mm-hmm. is an iconic... Uh, late, uh, the latest viral story on the internet um, about an influencer called Caroline Calloway. Uh, this there was a piece that basically came out in the Cut, which is like a New Yorky kind of it girl website, mm-hmm. and uh, it was an expose piece on this influencer called Caroline Calloway, written by dun, 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 her best former <laughs> best friend called Natalie. And dear God, was it juicy. It was interesting. It was kind of like an all-encompassing piece on modern female friendship, mm. especially when you bring in influencer culture. Yes. Instagram and those kind of things. Um, so yeah, let's give a little... A little rundown. Yeah, of the story. So Caroline Calloway and this girl Natalie, Natalie who is the author, met in New York. They both were going to NYU and uh, they hadn't had this, like... It's kind of like when me and Lindsay talk about dating your best friend. They had this, it was almost like you're like, it was like they saw each other across the room yeah, it was in this very... creative writing class. And 
it was like instantly clicked instant click which I think we've all had in your early 20s you have that friendship that just like you're like I'm obsessed with you it's oh my like, god you got me it, I got you it's like meeting a lad you know that way you're like oh, it's like that level of obsession yeah it's so, like a key mm, you yeah. know and the lock and you're like okay perfect especially for a new thing like college where you yes. like, when you meet friends like that in those integral new years where you have someone to kind of mm. you know do the journey with totally you're not like a lone soldier your lives are the same they're very yeah. much the same mm-hmm. so um they met in NYU and they had this hot and heavy uh friendship and throughout their friendship as their friendship kind of went on they both Caroline really admired that Natalie was this great writer they were both in a creative writing class as far as I remember together um and Caroline always said like oh I have all these ideas and you're great at kind of putting them down on paper and they kind of formed this kind of two-way working relationship with writing and reading and all this kind of stuff and um as their friendship kind of grew uh Caroline became an influencer to basically cut a long story short on how that happened but she was basically someone that kind of noticed and kind of recognized Instagram's capabilities I think quite early um when people were all posting just random shit on Instagram she was like oh this could be a cool way for me to host my writing and she'd like post a picture and write this whole long ass caption underneath she kind of curated her Instagram Mm. she um I don't know she definitely wasn't the first person to do that but I think I mean like in their circle or whatever you know that way it was like 2011 or 12 Mm. this was so it was quite early on very early on I think she had had the Instagram before college yes and she thought that like oh I'll just take a step back from doing that in college because what Really yeah, do I, you know, yeah, who yeah. wants to see that? But then I think she was like, "Oh, actually, loads of people resonate and relate to, you know, starting in college and mm. the adventures you have in college." And she called it like an adventure garm or adventure gram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That adventure. was the hashtag. So yeah. even that was quite like, um, you know, aware of how like hashtagging. Yes. You can invent your own hashtag and it can be. She used branded to, like, it. Yeah, you know, and it was all about having an adventure and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, um, then. Throughout their friendship, they both they traveled in Italy together, and all these kind of different parts of of the of their imbalance kind of started to arise. Like when you're reading the piece, you do notice that Natalie's very much aware she paints Caroline out to be this kind of yuppie rich kid kind of thing, where mm-hmm. it was like Caroline's apartment was like in Greenwich Village and painted Tiffany blue. Yeah, and it sounded stunning. It sounded absolutely stunning. She's like books from wall to wall and orchids scattered along the apartment, yes. and it was she kind of made out this apartment to be this kind of escape for her. She had this horrible moldy ass apartment apparently, and mm. a bed sit I think it was, and yeah, with a load of roommates and everything like that. Yeah, and, you and know. when she went to Caroline's, it was like eating pasta and reading books of. Her Ernest Hemingway and all yes. this kind of stuff so they went to Italy and uh, this is when they kind of her Instagram started to take like a turn as in like Natalie was kind of becoming this assistant role in her Instagram yeah wasn't well it? I think what happened was Caroline recognized in Natalie that she was really good at like being able to hone in on say Caroline's personality yes. and describe it in a way that maybe Caroline couldn't yes so then Caroline hired essentially Natalie to kind of um, write these long captions yes. about like what they were doing in their mm. you know what she was doing in her life and her college experience and boyfriends and travelling mm-hmm. and I think Natalie then began to feel like where we see when they went away Natalie began to feel used and like she was writing 
while someone else was living do you know yes. the way like she was just in the back seat she was the assistant to her friend who maybe should be on more equal ground mm-hmm. but like she was like I'm just underappreciated and it did seem that maybe it started off in kind of like a like from reading the piece I was like there's such bitterness within like peppered Huge throughout the piece you know she constantly brought up say clothing she wore her apartment how boys found her attractive mm-hmm. and comparing then how they didn't find her attractive and what she was wearing in a like you know she definitely took like any kind of um success with men or you know just the fact that Caroline apparently had like more money and all this kind of stuff she definitely took that as a way to make herself seem lesser than like instead of being like oh my god Caroline got with a guy oh sorry back from my microphone there and instead of being like oh my god Caroline got with a guy it was mm. very much like and I'm not like there was very much this build of resentment and that was a, another thing when they when they went traveling she kind of always commented on how Caroline apparently was this it, and still is apparently this extremely like effervescent person that people are drawn to and she apparently knows like you know you always meet those people that you're like you get your way with everything because you're it's so charming like, you just I don't know how you manage it but yeah. somehow you know all the right people you can walk into a bar and get like your dinner for free somehow yeah. or like you'll get really friendly with the barman and you'll be getting you know that kind of way yes you, yes we've all met those kind of people who are just really incredibly sociable mm-hmm. and charming and can just charm the pants off so mm-hmm. one actually a, a favourite kind of little vignette of the story of mine was when they went to Amsterdam I thought that was like the epitome mm. of their friendship kind of thing so Natalie paints this story they went to Amsterdam and I think it was like they went there on Caroline's dime like I think she flew them there she's like whatever I'll book the tickets and she booked the tickets and you know they got put up somewhere or they got like a hostel or an Airbnb I think it was and she said like they're having a great time being friends they're having this friend great like oh my god we're having so much fun in Amsterdam and then Caroline was like oh let's go into this bar restaurant and Natalie kind of painted it as Oh, in typical Caroline fashion, like there was all these free drinks coming our way. She was mm-hmm. best friends with the barman, and Caroline had this like Swedish boyfriend back in London at the time. So that Natalie was also really jealous of. Like she kept being like, "How did she get this like beautiful Swedish man who like adored her and would like yeah. pick her wild flowers and all this kind of that shit?" She met I think pretty early on in her college really, years, really soon. Yeah, because she moved to Cambridge after NYU. Um, and they were in this bar and they're like having the drinks and all the rest and Natalie decided to kind of be a bit ballsy or something she was kind of like I'm going to try get with the barman I'm going to have an adventure and she said it to Caroline and Caroline was like oh okay cool yeah she was basically like I'm going to go get my hole with this barman yeah I'd say the three of them together were flirting and then it just turned out you know obviously Natalie was the single one so she was the only one who was able to maybe actually get with the barman act on it and uh, she said it to her friend Caroline Caroline was like yeah grand okay I'm gonna feck off home to the hostel I'll see you tomorrow or whatever else and she was like cool and then it was like Natalie's like weird insecurity started coming because she approached the barman and she was kind of like oh like what are you doing now and he was like where's your friend and but you know he might have just said that in a like where's your friend but it definitely triggered her to be like and then <gasps> she only I wants think she... my friend Caroline yeah because that had happened a couple of times in mm. the piece and then I think they were maybe flirting and it kind of got to the point where he was like okay well I live a bit too far away but we could maybe go to the bathroom there and say <laughs> in like this unfinished bathroom in the basement of this bar in Amsterdam yeah. and I think she then was like why yeah. why me Caroline gets this Swedish boyfriend you know in her Tiffany blue apartment yeah, that yeah, she like yeah. can have sex with and I have to have 
you know, this is what life throws at me. Yeah. Having sex yeah. with this barman, not even in his house, in the fucking, he won't even bring me back to his house. So she left that bar, was trying to Facebook, <laughs> call and get in touch with Caroline. She couldn't, who obviously had her phone turned off on her in airplane mode because she was like, my friend's out getting her home, girl. Yeah. And like. So she couldn't get in touch with her. She obviously didn't have a spare key or, you know, anything like that. And then <laughs> she so slept rough in Amsterdam and was like constantly then being heckled by lads and obviously like homeless men coming up to her and all these peculiar men coming up and propositioning her and, and she stuff ended like that. Going into like an early opening Starbucks where they like let her wash in the sink. <laughs> It sounded like, obviously, like at the time, one of those horrific things happened to you, but like kind of like one of those things that you look back on when you get out of it as like, oh, and and iconic at your own idiocy because you're going away, yes, with a friend. One of you single one that happens so often. Yeah. When, like people are going away and like one person maybe has gone back to this random road, but you're in a relationship, so you're just going back to the hostel or whatever. Have your own fucking key. I know. Like, and it did for me, that point of the story did just kind of express how like I think Natalie was trying to like say, Oh, I I created who she is. I created yes. Caroline Calloway. However, it definitely was the transactional relationship from what I could gather from the piece. Except that Natalie just didn't feel um, appreciated enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was some sort of there validation wasn't the following, or there wasn't her visibility online or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it did show me in that regard how, like, you let Caroline go. There was no kind of like maybe conversation of like, okay, if this doesn't work out, make sure you keep your phone on for the next two hours because yeah. I might come home or that kind of thing. Or can you give me the key? Or will or we leave walk it back to you? Or, or will we walk back to the hostel? I'll get you into the hostel and then you give me the key. Simple things like that. You know yes. the way? Yeah, that, that is also like, you know, I could understand that from Caroline's perspective in the sense that like, if your friend is going like, I'm going back with him. Mm-hmm. You're like, uh, like obviously you're like okay hopefully be careful or whatever but like you know you're kind of like okay you're an adult like I'm gonna go home and sleep like I shouldn't if you're like taking the choice to like go on this kind of sexcapade yeah. when we're away which is all good go get it in honey bunny but like I'm gonna go home and sleep like I'm not gonna be sitting up waiting for I'm not you. your mom I'm not gonna yeah. be like sleeping with one eye open you know you don't yeah. know like I mean I know as a parent that's how I will always sleep so yes, yes if my friends maybe I was in that position I would probably just because I'm used to you know shallow sleeping with the kids yeah but like you know these were two friends who were responsible for you know each other to a certain extent but also she probably went home and just conked and fell asleep yeah they're both drinking all day or probably smoking as well probably just she just passed the fuck out you know that way and that happens but also yeah like it's a mix miscommunication Mm -hmm. it was and then she came home in the morning and was just fuming and I think she was then seething she said for the whole holiday that really just she was like because I think she when she was sleeping rough or whatever was thinking that Caroline had got into this awful accident and that's why she wasn't um, answering where when she got back to the apartment Caroline was like oh how did it go and she was like like, you didn't even you know consider me in any you know you just kind of but I think then again it was just like I, even different anxiety levels do you yeah. know the way like she was like and she was like oh men treat me different because if it was Caroline who had maybe gone to the barman it probably would have worked out she could have sealed what, the that's deal that's what she was more. thinking yeah and like, she was like that it would only happen to me to get mm-hmm. this fucked up like Caroline would have probably gone back to like this glamorous apartment with this gorgeous man he would have spoiled yeah <laughs> yeah so I thought that was that was actually a very interesting point where she did keep saying and she was like let it be known your one Natalie is a really good writer I thought the piece was really well written it was so like interestingly written and she was kind of painting this picture of like 
her mind kept going instead of being like fuck I'm in the middle of nowhere in Amsterdam she kept being like what if Caroline on the way home got attacked and now we can never get into this apartment again and blah 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 and we're both out in the street oh, well, she was saying like oh I was thinking of having to go view her dead her body, body and yeah. explain, explain to her boyfriend over the phone she was like pre-thinking sentence of how to d- describe her death to the boyfriend on the phone mm. and it's like okay that's where your brain spiraled yeah 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 that's like but your that level doesn't of maybe show that you care more for her yeah do you know the way? yeah like just because someone worries over you doesn't always mean that they have this like utter care so I think another part then um just another arc of the storyline where their relationship started to get very bitter was that Caroline had obviously built up this um, Instagram following at this point. She was very early on influencer and Natalie was being paid uh, to help her write these Instagram captions because as I said, this was, Caroline kind of used it in a way of like she, it wasn't just a, a photo and then the caption was like, me in Paris it was like usually a story kind of thing and she yeah. still writes like this on so Instagram so her followers were very much invested in her life therefore not just from exactly. you know the photos they knew the background and yes and they were well written and it was kind of this like so basically off this kind of platform she had she got a book deal and it was like this huge book deal I think it was like 300 and something thousand dollars with, yeah. with a hundred thousand dollar advance crazy Man- mental mental like this is probably when there was still some money in books and stuff you know because Instagram had and fully taken over that stuff so and the two of them were writers and the two of them were obviously studying English literature or whatever it was and creative writing so this was huge for them and they were kind of this business partnership and Caroline actually acknowledges in the piece uh, saying to Natalie like okay obviously you're going to be coming on and co-writing this book with me because you've kind of co-written everything up until now and I need mm-hmm. you to help she always said like Natalie could put Caroline seemed to be they worked well together in the sense that Caroline could just kind of tell a story and it would probably be all over the place and Natalie was kind of able to like mm. structure it and give it a narrative and an angle and put it on paper in a yeah. way that could be consumed and see it from like I mean a lot of the time it's easier to see similar enough to how like it got started totally. as in like totally. I was just snapchatting away and talking about certain stuff and you were like okay well this could be honed in a certain mm-hmm. way that mm-hmm. isn't just like out in the either of like oh me babbling on about bloody periods or whatever do you yeah, know the way exactly and the way even to this day you know you and I have a dynamic in how we work yeah and that doesn't and mean strengths and yeah and that, that doesn't mean that one person's bad or one person's good or you know it's just like we having a working dynamic means that I know I can recognize your strengths and you can recognize mine and mm. we respect them you know so like when we're pr- like preparing a show like we kind of have a way that we do that. Like Lindsay will probably rattle off a couple of ideas and I'm kind of like, oh, okay, so they all kind of go under these themes. And that's the structure. Yeah. You know that way. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, it did remind me of that quite a lot. And um, <clears throat> this book deal started to kind of fall apart the seams. Mm. Caroline seemed to be um, acting really erratic. She'd moved again at this point to Cambridge uh, University. And this was another kind of, arc in the story that she kind of she kind of portrayed Caroline as very pretentious in she said that uh, Caroline always said like I'd rather die than go through my whole college life with an NYU email address which meant like she just always thought less she definitely put um little little quips like that throughout the piece which just made me think like we all in friendships you say things that you might not be literally solid to the ground like oh I'd bloody die if that happened yes if it's then translated onto a piece and written with such sincerity yeah it's like oh no Lindsay said that she would literally die if she didn't get a thousand likes on Instagram yeah 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 totally and um which was weird as well because it was like 
only in Natalie's control then. I think that it was a weird, like, from what I got from the Amsterdam thing, where she, like, she said she just blew up and she just said, end of her tether, couldn't deal with it anymore. And now I feel like it's now this weird power control thing. Mm. Like, because she was feeling used in the relationship. But now she was, like, for her writing piece and her own virality, Natalie, she had to use Caroline yes. in order to get like attention. Still kind of having to be latched onto it. And so they, no, totally. And they, she did do those digs consistently throughout it. And always like uh, uh, it came up first really early on that she said that uh, Caroline really wanted to go to Yale. And mm. uh, Natalie was from a town close to there. And she said she was at home in her mum's house one day and she found these plates that were branded Yale plates. And she wrote fuck over Yale and gave them to Caroline. And then Caroline was really nice and be like, oh, thanks, thanks, thanks. Yeah. And then apparently like she turned up to her apartment later being like, where are those plates? And she's like, they were stolen. And I kind of saw that as like, at first I was like, oh, like I'd obviously painted Caroline as like a bit of a bitch because your one Natalie was like, I know they were I stolen. I could totally see through that as well. Me too. I was, I like, was like, hold on. You're Because it was actually after um, Natalie and like, you know, their relationship had gone. I think she had like helped her out with uh, plane tickets yes. and it was definitely she was paying her you know like yeah. she was being very generous with her money and giving mm. and like they spent a lot of time in um caroline's gorgeous apartment so therefore natalie didn't have to be in her cockroach-ridden mm. apartment and um then her birthday comes along and she gives her plates that she's found in her house and writes in sharpie across them and i think as a birthday the, present for I her think, 21st i think it was and it was her 21st but it was also the weird thing about it was like you're not listening to your friend like obviously you could be like she was like okay Natalie like apparently it was or Caroline should I say had this thing where she was like like what she definitely um valued was like high levels of education like it was definitely in her kind of upbringing and stuff and that has since come out which we'll get on to later but it definitely was very important to her and the thoughts of going to Yale was really important and she wasn't she wasn't accepted and she applied like three times and she kept not getting in so like then I for mean, your if friend, you've seen Gilmore Girls, you'll relate. Yes, and then so like if you were given then a lot of plates that said "fuck Yale" on them, you'd be kind of like, well, it's just kind of like I like Yale, and you're kind of like I get but where it's you're also coming just like, from. It's my birthday. I don't want to think about the college that I didn't get yeah. into. Do you know the way? Yeah, like, and she was she was obviously gracious in accepting them, being like, "Oh, thank you so much," and then probably fucked them in the bin because she's yeah, like, "I don't want like, that." My gaff. Oh, Tiffany blew a partimento. I know. get that shit out. Yeah, and so, then I also found that interesting because then we saw the seesaw effect of that like weird crap birthday present giving when um at the close to the end of the article, uh. Caroline gave um, Natalie a check that bounced for her birthday and some used Glossier makeup. I was like, <laughs> that, that is hilarious. But it actually reminded me of sometimes like friendships, you know, friendships and relationships are weird with presence mm. where you can like start as you mean to go on. Like if a boyfriend and girlfriend start going out and they're getting each other iPhones every other fucking week or every other birthday and trips uh-huh. and these extravagant birthday presents there's no way to keep up with that or it doesn't really stop or, it's like yeah. oh shit we've this is how we've started now if i randomly get him like a box set dvd collection he'll be like what the iphone 11's out you know yeah, it's like are you going through some hard times and i think it's the same with friendships like some friendships the used glossier makeup really that, that crap you because know, it was just so like <laughs> so new york so it girl. new york it girl <laughs> but i was just like yeah, but you started, you gave her used fucking plates mm. with Sharpie on them. So you still so why are you the, expecting? You, you had this weird expectation on your rich friend to give you these like um, ungodly gifts. But it's you like, also, you obviously just give each other shit presents. Like it's just, that's a weird thing. Like, you know, me and my sisters, 
aren't great at giving each other presents mm. we'll always forget to the last minute and then we'll be like we're giving each other random <laughs> shit we've gotten a little bit better in the past few years now mm. that we have jobs with money but like still we're not that great but it doesn't I'm really shy to give gifts mean as well. anything yeah in relation to our friendship or our actual closeness or yeah worth of each other I'm, t- I mean? I'm totally the same it's like sometimes like I'll be like oh like if someone's like oh I'm organising this thing for my birthday I'll be like oh bring them that and then like it could be my best friend don't, doesn't do anything for their birthday and I'll be like sorry I've completely forgot to give you a poxy gift you know what I mean so I thought um when you go on to their working relationship if I want to I just want to talk about the, the book deal for a, a moment because I think that was like what fucking destroyed everything because they got this book deal and I think from my point of view I saw Caroline as like you know giving her you know she did not have to take her on board with that book deal yeah like this was when their Instagram captions were actually being legitimised into like oh you literally can earn a crazy amount of money yeah and also it was the kind of the point of like and they were interested in Caroline yes Mm. because of Natalie's help with the captions Mm -hmm. and being able to like uh curate and take photos and all that stuff that like you know kept up our Instagram or whatever but like this was something that was going far beyond that into and like what, actual as writers their dream so it's yeah. like I mean it's not even like just like oh we're in for it's gonna like they wanted to be writers that was their thing and they both respected each other and their relationship was with writing and so this Natalie um kind of portrayed this book deal as like a shit show which I, it definitely was like at this point Caroline as I said had moved off to Cambridge uh, so she was living in England you know and she said like they'd have all these Skype sessions and they'd be like staring at each other's pixelated faces and it was like they were it was, where it was Caroline kind of rattling on these stories and Natalie slaving away trying to put the pages together and meanwhile she was also still doing some of the Instagram captions and she definitely made it out that she did like a lot of the work and with the little repay but I found it was really interesting that since uh this came out um, and we can talk a bit now maybe about like the the aftermath the aftermath of this piece of this takedown piece I mean I could not imagine imagine Lindsay writing something like this to me and giving it to like I mean it's just mental I mean that is what it's like it's like you and I writing a piece on each other yeah it's literally like me and Lindsay like it girl's going to shit touch but it doesn't and not only to like for that to happen which would be obviously devastating and it's our livelihood and it's obviously something we create mm-hmm. together but then for it to go to the point of me being like and I'm going to profit off writing an expose piece on Lindsay yeah. and how she made me do all the work or you know something well, like I'm going to just yeah I'm just going to reveal her in exact like take all the control because she I do think it was a case of like she felt throughout the friendship that Caroline had all the control and then she was like do you know what I'm going to ruin you there. Yeah. what control have you got then when you literally are now you know a viral meme yeah. of the idiocy of influencer culture so how, how did that come about that was the the work the creativity workshops wasn't it because the book the book deal basically fell to shit she didn't deliver she kind of went she viral yeah she didn't deliver um, the the manuscript she, she had the deadline re, went she had to repay her her advance which was like a hundred grand hundred grand which she probably pissed away down the drain <laughs> um which is just like I mean what it, it it in terms of like say influencer culture, yeah. it's so interesting mm-hmm. because they literally gave a woman a three hundred and seventy five dollar book deal from Instagram captions that yeah. first of all weren't even written by her, so they, you know, they didn't even scratch the surface that far to maybe understand, you yeah, know, like what's the worth here? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, the way? yeah, yeah. And um, and also they didn't know her work ethic, other mm-hmm. than so you know they gave that amount of money like a hundred grand 
advance. Yeah, it's crazy. That she wasn't even able to follow through with like delivering or whatever. So then she decided to do these like creativity workshops. Um, $165 it was for a ticket. So she um, was putting these out for sale to her followers. Her followers started to buy these tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they sold out. Yeah, she, she had like a lot it was like four different states or something. Mm-hmm. So she had these four different states that she said that she was going to go to and do these events, and it was like you know basically like Pinterest IRL, literally cooked meal, yeah. mason jar, Art- artichoke dip. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Apparently, you left with like an orchid that was like being you made in this mason jar or whatever. But then she was like Instagram storing the live background of how this organization of these events that she'd already sold the tickets yeah. before she had um places to put on the events like she had no venues she and she'd had, been getting all these mason jars like as you said like tour gaff she had thousands of them yeah she ordered a load of mason jars for example for these <laughs> events she's like okay well we need the mason jars to put the orchid in the mason jar so she cracked and me she up. didn't have anywhere one and a half thousand mason jars arrived at her <laughs> tiffany blue new york apartment and she couldn't they didn't fit <laughs> And then she was like, okay, shit, how am I going to get the, all these mason jars to the different states? Because I like, thought I'm going to be... Where is she going to put the orchids them, then? She's like, actually, hold on, the event's only going to be in New York. Yeah. So people in the different states had bought tickets. Like, can you buy trains, please? Get just get like, trains. It was just a shit show. And she then kind of tried to sell it as in like, well, I'm a mess. You love following my messy life. Yeah. So obviously my event's going to be a mess. And that's definitely her brand is kind of this like whimsical kind of like Pinteresty kind of And I think that's girl. all well and good. But I think oh, totally. it's like, you know, just interesting how when there isn't the like you know, even in Instagram where like she didn't have a boss. Mm. She didn't like, yeah, she just owes that money to that, um, the book deal. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. like she doesn't have someone. She doesn't have an agent. And Natalie, yeah. her friend, was kind of trying to act as her boss in a certain yeah, way. But yeah. then the control, the dynamics were out of sync because it's like Caroline had all the control where if Natalie is saying that she was more organized and she maybe would have got the book deal done if it was, you know. Her book. Yeah. And that was always the, and so then she, these creativity workshops basically, this is what really made Caroline Calloway go viral and at first. It was like, this went shit show. It was just, she was basically labeled as like a scam artist mm. that she knew all along this was going to happen and that she wasn't like refunding people's money. Like she couldn't, like all that she probably, I think she had already spent the money on all the orchids and the goddamn mason jars. Oh my God. And then they couldn't. $165 is insane. And like it reminds me of all those like freaking masterclass things that used to go on a few years ago with influencers. Yeah. You know, they'd be like torn up. It's like a, would always be like a girl's day out and have some stupid fashion show go down they'd be like and you're getting a goodie bag worth 180 euro and it's not it's just a load of samples from some fucking makeup company yeah. it's like technically worth it but and they it's have like not. drinks on arrival and it's like a, a half glass of down Prosecco Prosecco <laughs> It's literally Prosecco with mostly orange juice. Do you know what it reminds me of? Just the beauty industry and female industries as a whole. That we buy into. But like totally like, I mean, it's like curated for dumb bitches, which is so annoying. It's like we have to now research, say, skincare because you cannot trust a bottle of moisturizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like you have to also like, we with these like events were totally sold because they were making them these lavish gals days that mm. you're going to be treated so well and you're going to like know how to do the best freaking cut crease when you leave and everything and you don't but we're like only did we understand that via trial and error mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're like yeah, what totally. was I actually doing and it does so as well how like you get so tied into someone's life or your Instagram like that people were willingly like paying $165 with no like tangible evidence of a other events that she's done 
any event organization or anything other than just what you see on Instagram. And it is, but I can kind of get it as well to an extent of like, now the price is huge, obviously, but you know, say like our first live show, like they just had to trust that we were working with an actual company and going to put on the actual show and that the show was going to be in some way interesting and entertaining, you know, that way. So like you are putting... I can get it from a certain point now I don't know No I understand the buying mm. the tickets More so You know I just don't understand the price point That's what's oh, so yes, like Because totally. I mean fair enough You know Buying a 25 euro yeah, ticket is totally It's completely not different Not comparable to like 165 dollars But maybe you're reading And you're just trusting You followed yeah. this girl For how many years And maybe there was way more Empty promises than we were even aware of I think of. they were saying like You know it was a whole day It was food You were mm. going to be leaving With this thing It was creating And you're going to be so inspired And you're going to get hang- fun And you're hanging out with her And if that's your thing You know like it was She was leading the workshop For the whole day And they all obviously loved her Kind of way her mind worked Or, or the way they thought it did and Well like if she was as well Like Instagram from when she was an Instagrammer or when she was a college student yeah. and if you were also following her at the same time yeah. you probably felt like grew up you, together, like you grew up yeah totally, totally. so um, obviously this went viral she became a, known as a scam artist and it has since come out that apparently a week after ouch that this came out was when Natalie pitched the story to the cut so she not okay, only so a week after this whole shit show and she was known as a, or being, a, scam artist. Calling her a scam artist. Natalie contacted the cup being like, I used to be her best friend. I've been thinking of writing an essay for her, about her, and I'd like to give you exclusivity on it. And they offered her five grand, which like for an online mm. article, like no one gets paid. Like freelance writers when like writing was bigger, like say back in the Vice days and stuff like that, like, you know, not like ages ago, but like in these kind of like written modern pieces like no one's getting paid five grand like maybe like a hundred dollars for an online article maybe do you know what I mean like I know from like some of my friends being writers and Mm -hmm. my friend Tay is a writer and like I remember in New York around this actually around 2012 um like she was like I can't like the shit she would be writing and like she was even writing for like Vice Italy she was writing for V Italy and like she was like I'm getting paid Fuck all For these fucking things So like to get paid $5,000 It just shows you This horrible Seedy Underbelly Of like Call out culture And loving to kick someone When they're down Because obviously The cut are going Oh she's going viral As fuck now So if we get an Expose piece To back up What a mess she is Oh wow Like that's going to get us So much fucking money so. Well we get to jump On that virality And we get and to they like, get money Because they're going to get So many that. clicks That's yeah. really what it comes down to And Natalie also Just like imagining Your best friend Like seeing you When you're down Like imagine the, As I said Like say the Ickel thing All came to shit And I saw you go through Another scandal mm-hmm. And then I'm like Do you know what I'm going to do Like oh That's such a like Sting It like, is total sting But I do It's like there's Cancelled culture And then there's also like being held accountable Oh no you know? yeah Being Which held is like, accountable Is understandable um, I don't agree With the piece As a whole Because it was like From one side Yeah You know If you were going biased. to If you're friends With someone For that many years And mm-hmm. work together It could have been interesting To do a piece Via the two of you Well In some way A funny thing That came out Since then Was um, That apparently The day before Well she wrote it In the end of the article She said that she was Going to tell Caroline uh, that she's written this piece yeah. and all the rest, and she knew about it. And Caroline was waiting for it to drop. Honestly, correct me. Up, so I didn't read this. I didn't see the kind of aftermath. So no, just the response in the article where she was like, Caroline said, like, I have all the love for you, and I congratulate you on your piece about me, and I think that it's going to really liberate me from all the rest. She was just like, she's so like, I can tell she is that type of person where she's like, I only fight with love. 
Oh, <laughs> you know that yeah, way. Pinterest. She was like, I'm extremely folk, ha- happy for you. Yeah, I'm so Pinterest. But your journey is your journey. Totally. So since then, Caroline has kind of come out and been like, Natalie did uh, call me and all the rest. And she's right that she rang me um, the day the piece was meant to be coming out. Um, and they've. she basically said that Natalie did kind of say that to her. Like, like basically, we're going to make so much money off this. And she was like, I'll give you. Natalie has said since that she'll give Caroline the TV rights and she has the movie rights for the story like apparently this is happening now it's becoming a whole fucking show so hold TV on who show. has the rights? Natalie told Caroline she was like I'll give you the TV rights for this story so if, if someone comes to you and wants to make a TV show for it you have the so rights so Natalie's saying like I did the piece but that's all I want I'm no she's basically making another deal with Caroline like since saying that her and Caroline will never like work together again and like it's such a toxic horrible relationship and her, Caroline's so horrible like she still continued to, to which isn't a bad thing it's still uh, she, but she's still continuing to kind of engage with their friendship as a transactional kind of thing she's still ringing up and knowing that this is kind of what's keeping Natalie relevant is this story so she's still kind of trying to get Caroline under her wing to continue the momentum of this piece and make a TV so who is the driving force behind this I'm just confused the way you said it so like because you said Natalie gave Caroline the rights well, she of the story that she writ she wrote. She was basically okay. like, "I won't take the because I think that at one point they had a conversation being like, Natalie can have all the TV and movie rights, and she was like, "You can have the TV rights, I'll take the movie rights or something like that." But but what I mean is like she's oh, okay. cutting deals with Caroline still, whereas on paper on the cut piece she's like making it as if like she's never going to go through. near Caroline again, and I'm through and I'm done with her and all this kind of stuff. Mm. However, she's still engaging with these this kind of behavior with Caroline, and Caroline's like has actually since been like. She said a lot about that too. She's kind of said like, I the only thing, she, again, really Pinteresty. she's like, Natalie didn't tell one word of a lie in that piece. And that is because it is her truth. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. And that is the thing that I just find, like, very distasteful about the whole piece because mm. it's like yes we I mean it is your truth however you are putting it out there as the truth yeah and you're also like just dragging her in a way that was like kind of I felt like she was in her writing a bit manipulative like she was very much yeah. trying to like you know curate this image of Caroline being this rich mess who just stumbles mm. around and falls everything you know lands on her feet constantly oh she forgets her gorgeous leopard jacket and she get you know Natalie's the one who's collecting it and it was very much like when she was talking about Caroline she was just so jealous of her you could that tell. really did jump out like I think jealousy is always something that 
I think when you are jealous or when you are resentful of someone and you're talking about someone, you don't see how obvious it is that you have this jealousy in you. But when I was reading it, like, I found it mad that so many people took Natalie's side or whatever, because I was like, even if you did think Caroline was this evil person with the stuff she did, which is like, it's also like Instagram captions and shit, like it really doesn't run that deep. I did just, I, I did, was just kind of seeing like, God, this girl Natalie, like, resents the fuck out of her friend. Like, but I think that's how it was so easy to take Natalie's side, because if mm, you have ever been in a position of feeling yeah. lesser than a friend, mm, mm. you're like, yes. Fuck you. Do you know what yeah, I mean? And if you are yeah. someone who maybe is resentful or feels like hard done by by a friend or whatever, it's so easy to clutch onto that and resonate with it and relate to yeah, it. Yeah, Especially yeah. in the influencer culture when like you see someone getting gaining followers or getting momentum or attention mm, or whatever mm. and you're just, you know, the normal person. So there's a lot more normal people than there is, say, influencers to Definitely. connect with someone like Natalie rather than Caroline, the bumbling mess bopping around with her and I 800k think, followers. Yeah, and I think, like, uh, a lot of the time you see in female friendships and friendships in general is that, like, one person will be kind of the, like, quote-unquote alpha in the friendship and, like, one mm-hmm. person's a decision maker and, like, oh, we're going to go here and blah, blah, blah. And, like, I see it a lot in some friendships where there's maybe... it's And it's not even, like... A natural thing I think it's just some people Not working on themselves You know that way Like that's what I kind of Got from Natalie I was like Don't just blame your friend That you're not charismatic To go up to a bunch of lads And you're not this And you're not that So it's Caroline's fault That you're not It's like That's even down to clothing choices She was like Oh I'm wearing leggings Under my jeans Mm. And she's wearing this cute Like Bordeaux neckline dress And it's like Just buy She's choosing to wear the. And I noticed that as well With like female friendships you know like what are you wearing tonight like that happens a lot and it's kind of like you know if you know that maybe like we all have a friend who she's more our friend who maybe we just wear joggers with and no makeup and t-shirts and we're hanging out in the house then we have the other friend who maybe like you know she always looks glam so if you want to be feeling glam as well because that's how they present themselves it's their they don't need to go down to your level yeah but you I know. just I just felt like for that it was like not even like on appearance on like her character. I was like, your character is only ever your own responsibility. Like when I was younger and stuff, I remember like I used to be kind of a bit more shy and stuff like that in social situations and mm-hmm. I used to even in school not be real the type like I wouldn't want to like put my hand up in case it was wrong and I'd have this anxiety around it and all that kind of stuff. And I remember at one point I just kind of got to it where I was like, Hold on, like this is getting me fucking nowhere. Mm. Like the people that I'm seeing, like having loads of friends in college um, you know getting on and kind of making connections and going on these trips with all these people and having all this fun are the people who are just fucking have developed their character enough that they can go up and chat to people and say hi and get over that kind of anxiety and stuff and once I kind of let go of that and that's like building your own character so like Natalie resenting Caroline that obviously some people are more naturally inclined to it definitely and Caroline was obviously definitely a very naturally social person but like when you look at your friends there's always going to be aspects in your friends that like you admire or you think are good and it's how you respond to that is your own ish like I could look at Lindsay say who's like probably a bit more naturally like great at being like social and loving going out and stuff and I could like resent her for being like I can't be like that or I could admire it and be like oh do you know what I would love to be a bit more like that and like try and Mm -hmm. latch on to you a bit and like kind of like you know you can learn from people and same with you with certain things that I would latch on Mm. to do you know the way which is like respecting a friendship you know and you should have people around you who are inspiring you and you know maybe Natalie was actually inspired because she Mm. did sound to really admire and have this like big adoration definitely for Caroline but she then turned it into resentment because she wasn't that and it's like if 
with that regard, we can't enjoy music because we're like, mm, yeah, that could be me singing that. <laughs> I should be fucking singing. And that. we do know some people like that. Yeah, and, and it's like that's just her- enjoy that. And it's like. I kind of see that with the whole like uh, we kind of saw that with the whole bloggers on veil kind of shit I thought that a lot of it a lot of the time and you see it with these new pages kind of popping up and stuff it's like people being like I can't believe this makeup artist is so famous I'm a way better makeup artist than her and I'm not famous it's just mm. like a lot of some of these people who like want to be bloggers and then resent these bloggers for being bloggers it's just like, just like it's just chill creating like, toxicity in your own yeah. well-being in your own like journey because Self-made. if you can't say look at a musician or whatever mm. you want if you're interested in beauty or you know if you can't translate into like inspiration and how you could maybe you know help that improve your own self totally then it's just void and you probably won't ever get there like I I notice a lot of people would say like oh I'm shy I've yeah. always been shy yeah no one like you're allowed to be shy when you're five Luna's shy you know she's shy and I try and push her out of it but like mm-hmm. when you get to a certain point and you're in adulthood I don't think shyness is an ex- like you have to work to beyond it yeah you like you're not just born it. shy and so there you're shy forever yeah try and not be shy try and push yourself like I am quite loud and can sometimes take over I you know that's not being being like well that's who I am get over it yeah I can also pull back sometimes even though that mightn't be like a natural thing for me to do totally totally but I will push myself to do it yeah way. and I got it's the same as me it's like I'm like I wouldn't say I'm shy but like I definitely wouldn't be as outgoing as some people I know like naturally but I worked on that and like I made sure that like now because it was miserable for me to have to go into a room full of people and be like oh crippled with anxiety it's way easier for me to now just go do you know what fuck it and go in and be like hey 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 and then you realize everyone's in the same fucking boat everyone's thinking the same shit you know so yeah it's like working on yourself it's just so important and I think that's what really stood out to me in the whole piece was that I was like this toxic the toxicity of a female friendship like where they're just resenting each other she was resenting her so much but Caroline kind of seemed to just be like existing it was this one way resentment which I found so like nasty or something do you know what I mean and obviously like it's a piece from one person's perspective but I did even in the way that Natalie was portraying the two of them I, I didn't really see any toxicity as in resentfulness from Caroline towards Natalie she always seemed quite appreciative to me and like since then Caroline's kind of come out and being like look yeah Natalie did work for me but she was like I compensated her for do I paid her well for doing all these uh, mm. Instagram captions and it kind of seemed like a love language thing again I remember we've touched on it before where there's like friendship love languages and I think that a way that Caroline kind of wanted to support Natalie was like by like hiring her as a writer and she made sure she got this really good cut of the book deal which apparently was unheard of for like a co-writer or a, what she was basically being a ghost writer but then she also made sure that she was credited as a co-writer so her name would go on the mm. book and it, it, that was kind of her like friendship love language I think was to try and kind elevate her friend to the point that she probably was you know she was kind of seemed kind of aware that she was getting really famous and all the rest but she was like look I'll pay you to write and I'll pay you and you'll come on the book cover with me and all that kind of stuff you Mm. know that way so I I did find it funny to kind of watch the one way the one-sidedness of the resentment you know what I mean I think it was as well because throughout her resentment she never just took a step back and was like actually if it wasn't for Caroline's amazing personality, her mm. charm, her apparent wealth, her apartment, we wouldn't have the ability to have be in this position. Mm. We wouldn't be in this bar, in this situation. I wouldn't yeah. be in Amsterdam. Like she was the adventurer. She was the and it, she resented all the things she did in between instead of just taking a step back and be like, hold on, you know, I'm in this position and I'm 
around this girl that I'm clearly inspired by because yeah. she's writing by her. Yeah, she was kind of like this muse her. kind of figure, you yeah. know, that way. And also but because her kind of because that it wasn't as tangible as to say like, yeah, I'm sitting down writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it just seemed that she, that's obviously how she thinks in a way. Do you and, know what I mean? And you know what, like, now that obviously Natalie isn't working for her and hasn't worked for her for apparently two years or something, like, I, I followed Caroline Calloway after this because I knew we were going to do this episode and I was like, I, I want to see what she's kind of like on Instagram. And to be honest, like, I get it. Like, I think she's a... She's definitely a very like enigmatic person that you're like mm-hmm. you're so interesting or something and it, she she documents herself her life to this like in really really I would almost argue like too much information of how much her life she puts out there which, which is really sad and beyond anyone's control obviously was that the day the the day after the cut piece came out she found out her dad died and the day after that she found out he had died from suicide and she's been talking about this lows on her Instagram recently her dad has always suffered like severely with his mental health throughout her entire life and it kind of made me be like oh apparently this is how the whole obsession with Yale came from that her dad went to Yale and he always put this huge stress on how important um education was and apparently an early bonding thing that her and her dad had was that her mum and dad both decided they put all their money basically into her education like they didn't Mm -hmm. they were like well off enough middle class but they weren't like loaded by the way Natalie kind of portrayed them but they did put all of their money into her education because they just valued it and apparently she would uh they sent her to some boarding school when she was younger and her dad would always drive her there and drive her home so they had this like bond where like every day they would go in the car together and get to know each other really well and um that was kind of where her admiration for these colleges like Yale and because she always kind of wanted to like you know not impress her dad but kind of show like I'm doing what you wanted me to do and then as she kind of so much of their money and importance was like put into Yale and getting Mm. there you know she probably also was like that is valuable she clearly values education and yeah definitely it happens in Ireland with Trinity you know Mm. like parents who have and grandparents have been in and out of Trinity and it's like this tradition tradition and family heirloom almost like a rite of passage so that happens but that's just awful that you know the day you go viral the next day Mm. oh it's so kills himself and obviously that would have so sad you mentioned that like he had been going through like mental um health issues for years and years I think her whole life and that was something that Caroline on her Instagram had kind of said like I you know she was she also said that like when she was going through this book deal failing she was going through this really intense Adderall um addiction and she was like so much of how why it failed was that I was going through this really intense addiction well I wasn't able to like you know be accountable as mm, in like I wasn't be a professional person and which is very difficult when you are an influencer who first of all she did buy some of her followers mm-hmm. which um 15,000 or something wasn't it at the start well, which is a lot it's a lot for back then as well though and also we don't know because yeah. like at the moment I think she has 800,000 now this is obviously since the um virality has taken off mm-hmm. but I know obviously you can't see likes on your phone anymore but mm-hmm. you can see them if you go on to Instagram on de- desktop so I just when this first went out um, I wanted to see I read the piece and I wanted to see her reaction or what she was putting up on her Instagram so I went on and she gets like 600,000 likes mm. you know you said sometimes she goes up to 6,000 mm-hmm. but like that would be similar enough to what we get on our platform totally, totally and we have you know 30k and 11k yeah, you know, the way, yeah like I yeah. mean she had 800 <coughs> oh god we got there 
When's the giveaway? We had the huge party at the weekend. Yeah, we did. The, the gold balloons. Yes. <laughs> but no, I totally get what but you Like mean. you have 800,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just doesn't seem... And like, yes, this piece. Like part of me, tinfoil hat girl is on. Part of me thinks the whole thing is has been... Um, Designed to do this Part of me just Apparently, Well that's a thing That is, there's been loads of articles That have come out Being like that They're working in tandem And Caroline That's when Caroline Kind of came out And was like look Natalie's trying to work In tandem with me She's like totally And I'll do it You know what I mean She's yeah. like she said I just that, think that The whole she, thing has been curated I don't know If it has all been created Just from the amount I've read afterwards um, Because I think that It's definitely I definitely think that Natalie wrote this and then was like, and I'm going to approach Caroline. She knows Caroline's kind of temperament and Caroline's kind of like work ethic and that she does like to have these stories and this kind of fame level. I just don't understand. Like they were obviously banking on this being like viral as in they paid her five grand for this piece. They knew that it was going to pop off and that it was going to be worthwhile. I think it was off the virality of I think your one Caroline has been known around the New yeah. York scene for quite like she's obviously not hasn't been on our radar but I think yeah. she is kind of like a known influencery it girl kind of thing which makes the, me think as well because um, obviously over the weekend Shane Dawson's thing came out with Jeffree mm-hmm. Star and we were talking about that just in WhatsApp between ourselves as in like the blood sugar palette made 20 million in Jeffree Star's pocket alone and that kind of thing. And I'm just like, even all, most of the YouTubers and stuff I follow are American. I think American people, I don't know if it's because American and Canadian, like because the size of the countries or are they that more invested in celebrity internet influencer culture than here? I think there's just more money. I think that's really what, I think it's been going on longer. Um, in the sense that like Because I know like her in, her engagement is shite But I've followed loads of people Who've just been on Instagram for ages And they've got huge yeah. following And their Instagram no one like, I even go through my following And I'm like who the fuck Did is that? Did that happen where Remember there was all those rumours of like Oh the dead accounts will be deleted We're going to see Because obviously But then new dead accounts pop up Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's just like They can get rid of them And that I remember I lost like I've never bought fucking followers in my life but I remember I lost like I didn't have that many followers at the time so I would have seen it go yeah. down and I was like because you know those spam accounts just follow you um, but I think when it comes to the kind of tinfoil hat vibe I do think that um, I do think that Natalie definitely wanted it to go a certain way where they would work together afterwards I don't think there was a conspiracy when she was writing the piece just because of like I don't know since this whole like the dad dying and all that kind of shit and the things that Caroline Calloway's kind of been talking about I just don't really see that in her or something do you know what I mean like I can't really explain it but like from I've read a few pieces and everything else on 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 the after fact and how it like damaged her during it and just now with the dad the dad dying thing is just really crazy if you go on her page it's just so 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 sad like and just her talking about her addiction and she was in rehab like for a while there and Natalie didn't know anything about that and she never even addressed the addiction part in the in the piece and Caroline she addressed was, it in a certain way when she, she said like, kept that, like oh she's doing Adderall all the well, time well she said like you know she was sweeping away pills by yeah. the bedside she was trying to manage her addiction she didn't yeah. like call it an addiction or yeah. say like you know, but she did say that she she definitely put herself in the kind of like Florence Nightingale kind definitely. of personality where she was like, I was trying to manage her while she was like, you know, dangling out. Crazy. I was like, no, don't do that. You know the way. Yeah, yeah. And um, 
you know, Caroline, since like was talking about how it was such a really, it was a really bad addiction and she was, it was kind of like self-medicating after the whole book thing fell through, but also her dad, just the, her, the health of her dad was just like plummeting down. It was kind of recluse vibes and like she'd go to his house and he'd just be sitting there in his own mess. And like, it was just like extremely, it seemed very, mm-hmm. very stressful and very sad and like something that like to be going through I couldn't imagine and like the it's it's a really sad story what has happened to her dad now and how it happened she said that like the last thing that her dad did before he uh, took his own life was ask for help he went to like some medical help uh, professional and was like I need help and she said that was the first time in his whole life he ever admitted to having mental health issues she said no way. it was the fr- he was like I need help there's something wrong with me and then apparently they said no or something and then and or maybe it was just waiting list you don't know yeah it's and, crazy that yeah. there's just not like yeah and immediate he, help for people and he, he called her apparently um like a few days before and was saying something to her but she was kind of stressed because she knew this piece was coming out and she kind of brushed it off oh, okay. he was like are you busy and he's like i'm so sorry i never talked to you and she's like yeah i'm busy dad and just hung up and now she's like riddled with this guilt and you can kind of see a lot of her a lot of the genuine parts of her like pinteresty uh like has come out since then that i'm kind of like that the parts that natalie tried to paint to her or that you could pick up from the piece more so that you were like oh god she seemed insufferable with the whole like orchids and the flowers in your hair and like mm. the pinterest vibes but she has since shown like her, when she posted about her dad dying she said that she'd always put flowers in his hair and there's all these pictures of her in his house like as his like health is deteriorating she'd always like put flowers in their Aww. hair together so and there's that authenticity that there she's is. like like there's things that she did in her own life that she didn't post on in- Instagram that were like that and she said that um, the last time she visited her dad she wrote all, which is again so Pinteresty. she wrote all these little notes on pieces of cloth and spotted them around the house that was like I love you dad you're the best dad ever because she was always Aww. so afraid of this happening and mm. And uh, she posted one and like, oh, it's so sad. It's like at the sink and apparently like the nurse told her that he was found like puking in the sink or something horrible. Oh so sad. And re- apparently it was a really, so it's like there are certain parts of her, of her personality that have since come out that I'm like, oh, she is kind of genuinely just but it's also manic just pixie kind of girl. distressing and it's honestly so ironic. The whole thing yeah. is completely ironic because basically Natalie is trying to say, Caroline, you have used me to mm-hmm. create this whole Instagram perfect Pinteresty life and you used me I was the one in the like shit outfit while you were like you know getting all the insta pics and the captions and the boyfriends and the charming personality and I was just there feeling shit and all insecure and like jealous Mm. but actually her Instagram life wasn't even true because she had this very mentally unwell father who she obviously had to deal with throughout her whole life and in the background so like what is the worth yeah, you know, like surely as a real life friend, not a follower, someone who is living and existing with her, mm. and yes, seeing her followers go up in the fame and the attention and adoration, but the reality was further from that. Yeah, that she was like, like whatever a, she got a boyfriend or whatever, yeah. she had a dad who was deteriorating and and she was addicted and to addicted drugs. to Ad- Adderall. Like, she yeah. had all these opportunities, which is like you know Instagram culture as well in completion. Like we're now seeing people like Suzanne Jackson, Rosie Connolly, who like you know started on Instagram got the following or on blogs however the hell yeah, they started yeah, yeah. and now they were able to capitalise it yes. but the, you know like if you're not able to capitalise on that that's a really frustrating place to be in mm. like if you don't have the professionalism and you know entrepreneurship to be able to extract a following and attention to something tangible especially when then you're being what's given what's the fucking point in having an Instagram or, or especially like when you're the being, attention then means nothing when you're being given all the opportunity like that's obviously like 
a sign of not a very functioning person you're given this book yeah. deal you have a co-writer and she still couldn't tie it down and still so like Natalie yeah exactly like it's, it is odd to not be able to like to still latch on to the very veneer of success when you're like you see that she's not living a successful like she's like failing college she's missing papers her she's in debt now then you see another event that she tried to do that fucking blew up in her face like you know better family life you know better addiction mm. and you're still latching onto shit like a cheetah yeah, oh, jacket and a nice yeah. apartment that she doesn't even fucking live in anymore and, and that she probably now like you know how is she going to scramble that back because she now is in debt mm. so it's like what are you you know she I think it could have been I think it's an interesting piece because we're able to extract from that in yeah. the reality like I mean it could have been an amazing piece if she had written it in a different type of way yeah but you're seeing it which I mean sparks an interest because you're like hold on I think you it, want to jigsaw the pieces together yeah. and you're able to do that via following her on Instagram and, and the, the thing other, is you know, about her Instagram is like she hasn't had Natalie for two years and her Instagram she still is the Caroline Calloway for whatever better engagement and everything like if you actually read her posts like there's still from when I read on the obviously I haven't gone back to like 2012 on her Instagram or anything but like you know they always said there were like these long posts about her life and all this kind of stuff and written really well and like as I said I've been following her since this thing for about two weeks and I'm like I can see how you would buy into it like she was recently like in in LA and she took on a lover and there's all these pictures like it's gas yes. like her in this like male model of like it is so her but it's like her in this male model and like she's like me and my lover went to the Joshua tree today and we're like walking around and then we had sex all night and we have to go back to LA tomorrow because apparently this um, like some actress wants to meet with her and like it is this kind of but I'm like she's still able to be herself without Natalie because she's still doing this shit you know what I mean she's mm. still writing this way and so it isn't all thanks to Natalie Natalie definitely probably helped her structure it and maybe helped her kind of find a brand or whatever else mm-hmm. or like maybe kickstarted it with her but like the thing is is like without Caroline Natalie doesn't seem to have anything to write about but without Natalie Caroline kind of seems fine yeah and that yeah. is kind of the weird thing about it that Natalie still had to write about Caroline to, for this virality yeah. and she was like definitely peppering her piece as well with stuff like oh Natalie always said I was the best writer she'd ever met and it's like well then just be the best writer in the world <laughs> yeah do a book proposal the piece was fine for it me was, like, was I a, mean it was well written for but a I mean, non-line could, piece you know what I mean yeah but I mean it's nothing like wow I'm like you know the first time I tried to read it I actually couldn't I just was like oh shut the fuck up you white bitch yeah 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 and then we Jenny was like you know obviously you've been following the story from Instagram and like you know I was just like, it is an it gal. It is an it gal piece. And it's like, an in, it's interesting. I think it's mostly it gals because the friendship. The friendship thing is like definitely the biggest part that Because I we got was, so many questions about women yeah. and friendship and toxic friendships. Or and this definitely like was my, a toxic friendship. My, my friend always kind of, you know, they go out and they get lads and I don't get lads. And it is again, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. Like if you were just constantly mm-hmm. thinking about what your friend gets, what your friend wears, how nice your friend looks. And you're the one sitting moaning in the corner without doing anything about it. Like... Your Being, friend can't make you good at talking to lads. You I have totally, to, but you have to like try and you know positive thinking. Mm. As in, like you can look and be jealous, or you can be like, okay, I'm. I noticed. Like I remember Lana Del Rey at the, asked her like, how did you? Oh yeah, you know, get big, and she was like, I just looked at how other people got big and copied them. Yeah, you know, I followed a path. Like there's not. You're not just sashaying out of the womb like with a freaking cigarette and a boyfriend do you <laughs> yeah. know the way like kind of big tie high slit you're like hey slots I'm here for smoking garden it's yeah. like no you you like develop your personality 
constantly yeah and some people are naturally good at these things like there's definitely people who are like naturally great at talking to lads or like just very social you know that if you are jealous a lot of the time it's a longing to be like jealousy is you know there for a reason it's so it's bring, how you, showing you something that you think you're lacking in yourself it's a mirror up to yourself yeah, yeah like you, and I think sometimes an easier way to like you know what Natalie did anyway in this mm. piece was like instead of being jealous and you know mirror up to her face being like okay I'm clearly jealous of the way maybe she dresses and of how yeah. charismatic she is and how free she is I want to try and you know soak up some of her personalities and maybe try it on for size with me I'll be mm-hmm. a little bit freer mm-hmm. and not resentful mm-hmm when she doesn't answer her phone when I'm trying to get the ride you know the way I'm just I'm gonna try but also maybe it doesn't work for you yeah like notice that also some people like you know maybe Natalie is just a little bit higher strong and she can't be this charismatic carefree girl but also to not be so annoyed with being someone else being just who they are you know that way like if, Mm. if there are aspects of your friends or whatever that you're like you're like, oh, I wish, you know, I wish Sandra was more on time all of the time. Like, you know, the way, like, there's always one friend who's always fucking late. It's mm. like, you just get to a point where you're like, okay, they're just going to be late. And it's part of who they are. There's no point. And the only thing that's going to, like, it's going to build resentment if I'm constantly like, oh, that's so annoying the way you never text me before you get the bus. It's like, yeah. some people just aren't going to naturally do that. And like, it's bigger for you to constantly expect something that you know you're going to be that you uh, let down see for important in, yeah. that they may not like you're trying to you know like I've that's like if that was the way that like we could kind of you know force people to be like mm. us then we would just literally be like our parents exactly do you know the way and you know the, the like I'm so different to my mum my mum is so organised so yeah. together so like she will not sit down for her cup of tea until everything is done yeah, and she yeah, can actually yeah. sit down and she earned that yeah where I'm like I'll start in a minute <laughs> I'm just gonna have a few cups of tea just to sell myself in to the day and then I'll start but like I was brought up under that regime yeah, and that yeah, organisation yeah. and I literally You're you know so like we think but then if you are someone you know that's like saying I'm still I'm still trying to work myself to be more organised yeah. like I don't think don't rest on yourself and I yeah. think don't like make excuses and be like well that's just who I am like obviously mm. that's annoying but like also if you're seeing your friend like you know if you're in Natalie's position I'm kind of thinking of like if you are seeing this friend and you're like god she's a damn mess and maybe it is your she kept kind of making this point of like you know, my friends told me she was toxic. My mum told me she, she was toxic and all this kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, you still went back and worked for her constantly for another two fucking years. And she definitely seemed to get very used to be on Caroline's bankroll. Yes. Very used. Because yes. there was a part of the piece which I was like, hold on, what? So she was living with, Natalie, the writer, was living with this um, roommate who stopped paying rent, which mm-hmm. that shit happens, oh, which is so, so frustrating when you're young and you're paying rent and, you know, all that and you're, um, living with different people that you don't know totally and obviously uh, Caroline was away at the time not in the Tiffany Blue house yeah and I think Natalie approached her and was like would I be able to continue doing the Instagram shit but living in that house for like a reduced amount of rate of rent and Caroline agreed and it seemed all G but then when it actually came to her moving in and like starting college and living in this house mm-hmm. and having a place to live that Caroline obviously was providing Caroline's parents had said that they had, you know, something happened with money. They needed more money, so they were going to Airbnb it and stuff like that. And then she was like, actually, would you be able to Airbnb my apartment? You can keep the money. Yeah. Or you can keep a certain wage from the Airbnb and that will enable you to get a rent. So she was like giving her a conclusion. Yeah. 
Yeah, she was like, she wasn't just being like, sorry, no. She was like, actually, I've figured this out for you that like, you be... can be the manager, you're going to let them in, give them the keys, be there if they need anything and I'll pay you a wage out of it, which will be enough for rent. Yeah. And she was saying that Fair that was... Fair enough, like... Not, okay. When it's like, yeah, but you felt it was very much her duty to just give her your apartment because it yeah. was there unattended. Do you know the way? Yeah, like, it's like you're not entitled to anyone else's shit. And like, if you are going to take the handout that is an apartment, you also have to be ready that they can do whatever the fuck they want with that apartment while you're in it. Like, you are still on their dime. You know, that way, like if if you're giving... It's like if I like loan... If you lent me your bike for the week, say, say I was like, oh, I need your bike next week. You're like, yeah, yeah, grand. If on the Wednesday you're like, I actually need my bike back. I ha- I can't be like, how fucking dare you? Yeah. We didn't sign a contract. I'm not paying you. You're giving me a loan of the bike. So if you need it back on the Thursday to collect Luna, I got to give you the bike. I know. Like, it's, it's like your, you know. It's your shit. Your shit. Like, and if you want, and, I, and that does sometimes happen with female yes. friends. We see a lot. We see like, oh, my old iPhone. You know, I gave to my friend Claire. Mm. So Claire now has my old iPhone grand because she didn't have an iPhone. Shit, my iPhone's broken. Claire, I'm going to need that iPhone back. She's like, what the fuck? You know, that kind of weird transactional shit that happens in friendships is something to definitely be aware of because... And feeling... To not ever feel entitled to something just because it was given to you at a certain point. Like, say you've got... not get used to it. Yeah, like if you've got a friend who, I don't know, like... I don't know, maybe their dad is a taxi company and she always sorts you out for taxis on a night out. You know what I mean? Like to always check yourself and and because that is what resentment builds. Like no one, you're not entitled to shit. You're entitled to something that you buy on your own dime. And also with friendships, like these transactional things can come in many different, like they'll reveal themselves in different ways. So like, same with love language. Like you can have a friend who, um, like we were talking last week on the Stingy episode, you can have a friend who may be like, is really like forthcoming with like buying dinner and you know really generous and stuff she maybe earns a bit more and she's really generous and but you are going and at that said dinner you're listening about her boy problems Mm -hmm. you are you know counseling her it's all about her 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 her. that's kind of transactional in a way but in a weird friendship way where you can't converse about um as in like yes she might be paying for dinner and you might you know it's not as tangible to maybe mm-hmm. have the whole like conversation about her boyfriend or her love life mm-hmm. but these things are something that like you do have to le- have to kind of consistently check yeah in friendships because like when friendships and money and like apartment sharing and oh my you know dad owns this apartment we can all move in that kind of thing these things happen a lot of time in friendships with like you know especially those kind of friendships from college and growing yeah. up together um but like do you do have to like recognize that yeah and you have to kind of check be, it check it constantly and be wary you know, of and not it. feel like okay well now i'm entitled to that and if you're the one giving you have to make sure that your friends like don't ever feel that you you know like if you're the one who say always pays for xyz or if you do have more friend money than your friends like it's also okay for you once to be like can i have half of that you know yeah. that way like just because mm-hmm. you did something once doesn't mean that you're you're you should ever be constantly totally. expected to always do if it because, you begin to notice a pattern of hold on I'm kind of being used here yeah. and I need to now just check myself like and how generous I am and how and generous in turn it can be like with your time mm-hmm. your home your ear on the phone or your yeah. money or your clothing it can come in so many especially with the female friendships because we're so embedded in each other mm-hmm. sharing makeup clothes you know everything so it's kind of like you do have to as you grow older and even as you grow in a friendship sometimes you kind of step back and you're like hold on I want this friendship to last so this 
you know, there certain boundaries maybe mm. have to be put in place. And mm. I do think it comes from like respecting each other. Whereas clearly in this article, like Natalie just never, it's kind of like, and I remember seeing friendships like this in school more so where like you could just tell they're best friends, but like. Frenemies. Yeah, they hate each other. And in more or one hates each other. Yeah, that's what I found in this. I felt like, I definitely think that Caroline, she seems like to be a very romantic person and gets windswept and swept off her feet. And I think that she kind of saw Natalie and was like, oh, like I think that Caroline actually genuinely adored Natalie. But I think that Natalie kind of adored an aspect of the life she got with Caroline, but I don't think she liked her as a person. I think I that know. was the I crux was like, of it. I'm not even sure if, does Natalie love Caroline no that's like, what I mean no I mean not does she is she in love with her did oh, she kind of fall in okay. love with her a little bit interesting so I do think female friendships are like that as well you're kind of yeah, like girlfriend dating. girlfriend oh, around. yeah you're totally dating. dating way more so than men like you're going out for your little lunches you're having your sleepovers you're sharing the bed like that's you know men are so Not different like that you know and we way? talk about that like I mean even my friend I had a friend like this in college who I'm still like friendly with and stuff she lives in Canada and all now but um we were so 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 you were close. going out basically basically going out and we'd always be like why do we not have a boyfriend and we'd be like so weird that we don't have boyfriends it's because we were completely you getting were taken <laughs> we were getting the ride but we were just doing all the boyfriend shit with each other we were going to the movies yeah. together we were hanging out together we were getting the pizza when we were hung over together like and we, even like say you know your family gatherings you'd bring her oh totally you know like I'd leave the guy's house and go to her house and hang out in bed with her all day yeah you know what and I mean we were like that as well yeah. when we like first started and it was that kind of thing we were like why aren't boys interested in us because we were like trying to date as a twosome almost <laughs> yeah. going to nights not leaving each other's side and being like so annoying yeah random that guys won't talk to us but it was like, it's very, it's much more intimidating for guys to come up to two girls. Yeah. But like, and, and, and if they did, they didn't. But if they did, then it also would have brought this weird competition of like, what girls are you going to talk to? Or I is think, he interested in me? I fancy him, but he fancies you and that kind of stuff. And maybe we'll end on like that to, to discuss that last on her kind of resentment towards Caroline getting guys and her not getting guys that's what made me think that maybe this was a like you yeah. want to be good with her because she had said that she'd only been I think part of the article she was she like oh this sex. is the se- second time I'd ever had sex and yeah. she obviously was so resentful of Caroline getting this male attention and stuff like that constant male attention but yeah. then noticing as well from a like visceral sense of like okay she's getting male attention putting on like her clothing choice mm-hmm. and her charming and it's like well if you wanted the male attention would you not have maybe just not worn leggings under jeans yeah and then maybe you if you're seeing it as something as like oh, she was getting the male attention because of this little betty boot dress she was wearing yeah 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 you put on a fucking betty boot dress then you'll get the oh, attention borrow your friends wouldn't she probably would have let you she probably. was letting her give her fucking apartment to you yeah I'm sure she'd let you borrow a i want to paint my apartment tiffany blue like that i know that just imprinted such a vision in my head. i was like what these tall ceilings of yeah. tiffany blue that was definitely the most like visual thing she wrote in the whole thing where she's like this tiffany blue apartment in greenwich village that was like her granny's or some shit and she tried like, to inc- kind of like inc- encapsulate the whole article at the end by being like when I saw her and that um, in college and we only had the screen and we you know like the Instagram your iPhone screen it was like yeah. this square of light that we didn't weren't aware could open up a whole bigger world and that yeah, kind of stuff yeah, and it's yeah. like yeah well that's Instagram for you <laughs> and obviously Caroline banked on that more than Natalie I think Natalie yeah. from the end of the article to end on that it kind of made me think okay well you were trying to dumb down what she did in a way I thought she was kind of trying to be like ha my writing is now getting me published here and you're still on fucking Instagram that's a kind of how I did you yeah I, I thought that Nally was kind of trying to be a bit of a like <laughs> I thought I thought she was trying to be like you know it just shows how silly Instagram is but that's what I mean but like I mean she was on an internet 
her piece was on yeah. the internet and, it and was big... probably went viral on Instagram. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it went viral because she was an Instagrammer. No, but what I mean is, yeah, that. If it was just a friendship but who, also like, was the, popular in school. But the virality of the piece would have been on social media, on Twitter. Yeah, That's how we share like things that. now. Mm. You know, that way it's like, it's not like word of fucking mouth over to Ireland. Like, how else would we hear about yeah. it? You know what I mean? It's like, it's shared because someone... And it kind of just was like, if you don't like Instagram and that kind of shit, then don't make it relevant to your life. Do you yeah. know the way? Because, yeah. you know, she was like constantly kind of making digs about, you know, her online life. Mm. And the, but it's like, then just don't be on it. So true. So we wrap she it up. She doesn't seem to know what she wants. She doesn't. So girls, I'll leave the link below. Um, follow her because honestly, just very I'm going to. I really am. You've... And go back on a few... I went down a rabbit hole of her Instagram kind of from the start of the piece coming out and then I found out about the dad and like there's all these pit posts and she writes like... She writes really... It's like writing a, reading an article on her Instagram because she's like post one of nine and it's like this big long thing. But the way she writes, I mean, honestly, kudos to her. She's actually a really good writer and it made me be like, Natalie definitely oversold how much she was the writer. Like they were definitely co-writers. Like yeah. they... And very much a similar tone of voice. You know, that way I could see how they would work well And then maybe that's, like, maybe Natalie was getting inspired unwillingly. Yeah. Maybe she was just like, okay, you're a great writer and I want to be like you, so Mm. I'll just copy the way you write. So go on and have a look at her. She's definitely, like, at first you kind of hate her and then I'm kind of like, I actually kind of love you. I actually think I would be friends with you, random. And I think, totally, if you are in a friendship that you think is toxic where you're kind of hating your friend or resenting your friend or you feel like she's prettier or better or cooler or more charming than you, just check yourself and, you know, remember that this is a friendship. That this is something nice and enjoyable in your life and try and extract, like, positivity out of it rather than, you know, having a friendship ruled by jealousy. And competition. And 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 comparison and stuff. Yeah, and, like, if you're... Especially when it comes to like your career is getting involved in friendship. It's like that doesn't have to be part of your friendship. If one person's like, you know, doing really well in yeah. career and you're really jealous of it. It's like, just realize that your friends are there to support you and have fun with. And friendship should be fun when you're And also we're going to have that in life. Like, yeah. I mean, I always imagine like, okay, wow, in five years or my sisters are all going to have different houses, bigger houses. Yeah, my mom and yeah. her sisters, you know, so it's like we're going to always have to deal with, you know, compare, you know, things being comparable. Mm-hmm, totally. So you have to learn how to deal now. Because it's never going to go away. And you're not always going to be the one up on top. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're going to be the one looking at the other person's grey gaff being like, what the fuck? When did you get this gaff, you stupid bitch? And there's always <laughs> someone better. And, so, you know. Yeah. Comparison is the thief of joy. Yes. Stunning. Bye, girls. Bye, girlies. See you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.